John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Uh, I was at the movies uh, yesterday, and um, before the movie started, they had this long ad where they were trying to uh, say, like, you know those ads where it's like, don't download things illegally, et cetera. <laughs> and um, the way they did it is they were like, you wouldn't steal a purse, would you? You wouldn't think of stealing a car. And I was thinking about it, I was watching it, and I was like, you know what, I would steal a car. <laughs> If it was as easy as like touching the car and then 30 seconds later, I own the car. (laughs) And like, I would steal a car if by stealing the car, the person who owned the car, they got to keep the car. (laughs) And um, I would also steal a car if um, no one I had ever met had ever bought a car before in their whole lives. That was Mindy Kaling from Comedy Death Ray in 2007. This is stand-up with Chris Stefano and Nicole Boyce. What a cute little show we have. What a cute show we have today, Comedy Central. No, we changed her name. Remember from Comedy Central Chloe to GDC, Gail's daughter Chloe. Gail's daughter Chloe, correct. Gail's daughter Chloe. Okay, yeah, that's very true. Is not here. So instead we have a jar of honey. Yay, Gail's backyard honey. Honey, how are you doing today? Great! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Love. First of all, your boy has a huge crush on Mindy Kaling. I know yeah. she's married, probably or whatever. I'm sure she is, but um, I, I've always, I've uh, yeah, I'm sure. I've <laughs> always loved Mindy Kaling, even if she wasn't. It's, she's, I'm probably not her type, but I've always loved Mindy, Mindy Kaling. Yeah, and I didn't know she did stand up, but just listening to her, she, obviously I knew she was hilarious genius, but I didn't know that she ever did stand up. So that was like a cute little surprise to find out. <laughs> well, I think she did like a lot of like performance stuff. Like her, right. that uh, Matt and Ben was like her first show. Okay. That she did in New York, which like about um, uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Who, if you, <laughs> if you could, here's how I'm going to pose a question. If you could strap on a dildo, well, you can strap in a dildo. If you Very were, possible. If, would, you, would you strap on a dildo and bang out Matt Damon first or Ben Affleck first? But I have to do both? No, or just... Um, okay, you know what? Actually, yeah. The first implies... Yeah, you have to do both. A succession of... You have to do both. So who are you going to do... Who are you doing first and why? I'd get Matt Damon out of the way and then move on to cute little Benny. Got it. I would... If I was going... If one of them was going to bang me in the ass, I'd prefer both at the same time. But if I had to do go one mm-hmm. by one... I mm. definitely would say Matt Damon first, okay, because I feel like We're he'd be a little bit more g- gentle, and then I would just let Ben Affleck fucking ravage me. <laughs> I would try and seduce Ben Affleck, and then go into his pocket and take out his phone and get Jennifer Garner's phone number. Oh, she's so hot. And then I'd call her. That's my scheme. Jennifer Garner. If you could bump pussies with Jennifer Garner, would you? Uh, bump pussies is the scientific term. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What's the what's uh the the gay movie that she's in? Um, I don't know. Uh, Love Simon. 
I think mm. she's that's her in it. She's the mom in that movie, and it made me cry so much. She does a little impromptu scene. Oh, cute! For all the gays out there, check it out. Gays, gays, gay, 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 gays. <laughs> that's our theme song. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's Mindy Kaling from Comedy Death Ray. Uh, Comedy Death Ray album, which was a show that ran for a while, mm-hmm. and which it, later became Comedy Bang Bang, yes, by, hosted by Scott Ackerman now, the podcast, and Comedy Death Ray, that album was recorded uh, a during a 12-hour fourth anniversary show, 12 hours. So that, what we just heard, was from a 12-hour show? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's the longest show you've ever done? Like been a part of or like longest set I've ever done? Both, both. The longest set I've ever done, I would say is probably like 70 minutes. I don't believe wow. okay. in- Like a standard yeah. one hour. Yeah, I don't believe in the whole like two hour shows or I feel like it's it becomes about more about the comedian and the ego of the comedian mm-hmm. when they want to stay on stage for all mm-hmm. those hours as opposed to the enjoyment of the audience. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, people who want to do these two-hour sets it's it's about them not about the audience and uh i you know it's just my school of thought i don't everybody's got a different opinion on it but didn't dave Chappelle set like a record for like the longest set or something like that yeah, he did like I mean, six hours at the comedy cellar one night yeah you're like right six o'clock in the morning and the La- laugh factory for six hours and seven minutes yeah i believe it i believe what it i mean that guy could just fuck? keep going I mean, he's a fucking icon. He can do whatever the hell he wants. But that's true. I just think about like the wait staff. I'm like some of these, you know. Yeah, that's not union. That's not union rules. They're not getting paid anymore. I mean, they just have they have families and shit. I mean, that's not his problem. But still, it's like you know, come on, guy, you got to do six hours till six o'clock in the morning. Do you think they add more drinks to the minimum? No, you got to stop serving alcohol at some point. I think like legally, right? Actually, no, you don't. Not New York. But people don't. I mean, people can't keep drinking. You know? I, yeah. I don't know. Did you do... This weekend was your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Chrissy Stefano. Thank you. Did you do a lot of drinking for your birthday? No. I had one beer last night alone on my love sack. Um, <laughs> That's what I did last night. Really? Yeah. On your love sack? I don't have a love sack. I had oh, okay. a ca- on a couch. One beer alone. Yeah. <laughs> one beer alone is fun. It's not... You're not an alcoholic. You're not like... De- no. You know, it gives you a little buzz. Yeah. And you... T- it, uh, I'm 35 now. Beers go down smooth now. It's I'm a little nervous. Like I can just really? drink like a water? fucking ice cold beer now, like a goddamn American man. <laughs> and and I just, it's a little. I was a little nervous yesterday. I was like, wow, this is going down like easy, <laughs> easy, easy. Yeah. So I love light beers. So yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like water. I drank some Icelandic yeah. beer last night. Oh. It had a Viking helmet on the front of it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to buy that. It's my birthday. Okay. It was good, though. Wow, love that for you. Uh, thanks. <laughs> here for this. Yeah, here for this wig. I went to Chicago this weekend, too. Shout out Zany's Comedy Club. Um, Shout out Zany's Comedy Club. I mean, just one of the best comedy clubs in the whole country. All my shows sold out. Bye. Oh, my God. Like, bye. Chris. Um, that Stop. city, Chicago, is such an amazing city. Thank you to all the fans that came out. Yeah. I mean, I can't explain to you. Have you been there, Nicole? No. Okay. I have yet to uh, meet the bean. Well, what we're going to do. Yet to flick the bean. Um, <laughs> little, little Uncle Gay Chrissy right here is going to <laughs> do his Uncle. next Comedy Central Hour special 
in Chicago. Yeah. And you're coming west. Fuck yeah, dude. You're coming west. Is that confirmed that it's going to be there? Or are you just like, you I mean, it's thinking. confirmed that I'm doing a second special. Yeah, this is And um, the people are lovely peeps at Comedy Central. I texted them this weekend. I was like, can we do it at Chicago? And they were like, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were like, we can. And I'm, that's, I'm like, hell. Because here's the thing. I feel like Chicago... I was going to do it in Boston. Mad love to Boston. Mad love. Mad love to Boston. Mad love to Boston. Love, Boston. love that city too. But I did a half hour special there. I go there a lot. Mm-hmm. I did my hour special in New York. The first one, size 38 waist. On Comedy Central now. On Comedy Central. <laughs> um, I just wanted to do it in a new city that like, ha- but like kind of has the same mindset as New York. Like the things that I talk uh, about, like blue collar, punching people in the face, yeah. Puerto Ricans, you know, um, you know, living in like close proximity <laughs> to each other. Chicago has that. Chicago has like a huge Puerto Rican population. Uh-huh. They will punch people in the face and everybody lives in apartment buildings. So I feel like it's yeah, very. You're right. It's muy similar mm-hmm. to New York. And mm-hmm. I felt like it was like a parallel universe. Like I'm performing wow. for these people that don't see me that much. But they're laughing at my sentiments and my comedy, and I just thought it was Perf McGurf, so I want to do my special there. Absolute Perf McGurf. Yeah. Absolute. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and man. I feel so, like they're, they, I mean, they have a, obviously a very classic comedy scene, yeah. like improv based and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, and a lot of up and comers now, yeah. Chicago also, not that there was ever not, but I feel like I've just been noticing a lot more recently. So I think with stand-up, like a, a thing to think about is, you know, obviously people are always like, oh, live in New York or LA. But then there's these other cities, Chicago. <laughs> there are other cities? <laughs> yeah, there are other American cities. Um, okay. Actually, New York and LA are just like little islands off the coast of real America. Real America's <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, red, white, and blue. New York and LA kind of are just like make-believe places. Coastal but, elites. But coastal elites. That we are not a part of. We record this in Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) But Chicago is one of those cities because in New York, Uh you can start out doing stand-up and get like lost in the shuffle because there's so many people here. In L.A., you know, people want to be like movie stars and stuff and it takes a while sometimes to get from open mic to open mic. But both scenes are great. Chicago is one of those perfect scenes where it's a smaller scene than New York, Mm -hmm. but just as competitive. So you can, as a comedian starting out, get ahead in Chicago and Mm. then move to one of the coastal Mm. cities. It's it's an option. I I think the scene, and, and I was, you know, Comedians coming out to the shows to support, mm-hmm. you know, come come on my show here, come on my show there. It's like you can run around and do all these different spots when you're yeah, in a city like Chicago. Totally, it's if, awesome. If you could start in a different city, would you would you be interested to start? Like, you think your standup would be different if you started like in well, Chicago or I think L.A. or something? I think the thing is with being born and raised in New York is like if you're being if you're born and raised in New York, then you should start in New York because like right, I feel like New York. That New York vibe is kind of like universal almost. It's like yeah. it's like yeah. you can make a movie about New York and like people just understand. Well, if you yeah. make a movie about Detroit, like you have to explain Detroit, which is huh. both. It's cool for different reasons. <laughs> so I feel like New York is just like universal. So, mm-hmm. you know, starting there, I think was that was like my first like quotes break um, was just being born and raised in New York. So all I had to do was take the train a few stops to like pursue my dream. And if it didn't work out, I had my whole support system behind me. So people that leave their home, like what you did, Nicole, is be brave. Mm -hmm. To leave your home Mm -hmm. of Los Angeles, to come to New York City, to pursue your dream in life is be brave. Thank you so much. I'm very, yeah, I'm, uh, people call me brave. People, they look at me, they say that's, that's I think you are brave. It's a brave woman. I, um, I went raw dog on a girl I met in Chicago last weekend. Brave. that is brave. Brave. Now that, 
that's why you're special. That's why you want your special there because there's that girl there. Yeah, yeah, because I have to do it exactly nine months because she's pregnant. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, so now let's play. We have a Kumail Nanjiani clip about birthday parties. Well, that I love Kumail. Because it is your birthday. And then also a Mike Birbiglia clip. As Hate Birbiglia. Well. Okay. <laughs> Close your ears for this next one then. <laughs> I had other like scary stuff happen. Like this happened. I was ten. My brother was six. You know how your parents make you do shit you want, you don't want to do. My dad's friend's kid was having a birthday, and we did not want to go. This kid was annoying. He was a bully. We didn't want to go. And my dad's like, "Bad news. You have to go." And we're like, "That's as far as we got." So we have to go. So we get there to this birthday, and the birthday's in Pakistan. And I mean, we're all in Pakistan. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> that would have been horrible if we weren't. And he was like, bad news number two, the birthday's in Pakistan. Here's your ticket there. Make your own way back. See you again. Never, never see you again. So we get to this birthday, and for some reason, on the stereo, they're playing a knockoff Pakistani version of the birthday song. And the song goes exactly like this, I swear. The song goes, Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Those are the only lyrics. Over and over. That's it? And you think it's a horrible duet, you know, with two people? One guy being like, happy birthday, oh, thank you very much. But it's one voice. So it's one crazy guy alone in a room, wishing himself a happy birthday into a mirror, and then thanking himself, as if he's surprised every time. Happy birthday, thank you very much. I'm glad someone remembered. Let's go kill everybody. Now back, okay, most birthdays in Pakistan, a monkey shows up. All right. The fact that you just, just accepted that is racist. But it also does happen. But the fact that it made sense to you the fact that you guys were like, oh yeah, in Pakistan, they have monkeys at their birthdays. That's how they do things. Racist. You guys are accurate racists. But this is true, most birthdays in Pakistan, the entertainment is that a monkey shows up with like his trainer guy. Yeah, he doesn't just like show up on his, he doesn't just drive over. We have laws. Monkey shows up with his trainer guy and they put on a little show. And it is a fucking great show, you guys. It is such a good show. The monkey has like a little monkey bike that he monkey rides. Just like a little monkey, his butt wiggles. Cause he's like, I have to keep the tail out of the spokes. It has learned through experience. <laughs> like a little monkey on a bike. He has like a little hat that he wears. The monkey has a hat that he wears. And he walks around like a proper gentleman. Like he walks around like, like that. Kicks his legs out. Just a hat? Yeah. And if he sees a woman, he's like, oh, hello, lady. He recognizes women. Just like, no, hello. Which I'm sure he was taught to do through a lot of violence. 
You can't just convince a monkey to walk like that. You have to hit it. If it walks any other way, and then it knows this is how I must walk so that the pain doesn't come. Great show. Worth all the monkey torture. And I've seen the show many times, you know, many different... Yeah, it's not just one awesome monkey. This is what we're good at, you know? Many shows, many different monkeys, but for some reason, the monkey's name was always Alu Master, which translates to Master of Potatoes. <laughs> which is not like a Pakistani saying. We're not going around calling each other that, like, dude, you are such a master of potatoes. This guy's a player, hide the women. I'm kidding, drinks on you. We don't have drinks. But we're at this birthday and no monkey shows up. And we're all complaining, what kind of birthday is this? There's not even a monkey? We've all thought that, right? What kind of birthday is this, not even a monkey? Happy birthday, thank you very much. Happy birthday, thank you very much. Playing over and over, burrowing into our skulls. Happy birthday, thank you very much. Happy birthday, and then suddenly the music stops. And this guy shows up. And in one hand, he's got a sack, and he pulls out a cobra. In the other hand, he's got a cage, and he pulls out a mongoose, which is like a giant ferret. And he says, these two are going to fight for you. And we're like, fuck, yes, they are. Yes, they are. This is the best birthday of all time. We all get in a circle. Who's gonna win, the snake, the mongoose? Who cares? We win, high five. We get in a circle. By the way, there is no fence between us and the combatants. So whatever wins is coming for us next. We don't even consider that. To us, it's like Street Fighter, you know? He's gonna Hadouken the one guy, we go three rounds, we eat cake, what a day. We get in a circle, we're all cheering at the top of our lungs. One hand, birthday cake, one hand in the air, cheering, top of our lungs. Imagine little Pakistani kids losing their minds. The fight starts. Like 40 seconds in, it becomes very clear that this cobra is gonna lose. The fight lasts 15 minutes as parts of the snake are ripped off by the mongoose's teeth. Yeah, in the beginning, we're all cheering. The last 10 minutes, everybody just watches completely silently. <laughs> the snake is ripped to shreds. There's a two-year-old kid watching and he's not even crying. I bet he didn't cry for a year after that. There's blood everywhere. Nobody's making eye contact. I'm like, Alu Master would never allow this to happen. Even the grown-ups are walking around like, we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> after 15, after 15 of the longest minutes of my life, just like the road went from the hat is like cutting into our throats, we're just like, what? 15 of the longest minutes of my life, the mongoose rips the snake's whole head off. Yeah, which I'm like, if you had that move, that should have been move number one. <laughs> Why are you taking so long? Our souls are shrinking. <laughs> Rips the snake's whole head off. And that's when the snake stops fighting back. <laughs> and it lays there completely still, headless, covered in blood. And I remember for the first time in my life, I remember thinking, 
This guy just had his birthday. He's getting older. The snake just died. Someday I'm gonna die. <laughs> Worst fucking birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you very much. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. This is the first time I remember sleepwalking. I always had dreams about wild animals when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I had this recurring dream for years that there was a bear walking in the front door of, of my house. Literally opening the front door, which is the scariest part when you think about it. A bear with opposable thumbs. Because if a bear can open a door, the sky's the limit. I don't have a plan for that one. My plan was the door. In the dream, I would hide in the kitchen cupboard with my sister Patty, and it's pitch black, and I'm scared to death, and I open up the door crack to let in some light. I look next to me, and Patty is gone, and she's been replaced by the bear. <laughs> and he doesn't kill me, but he gives me kind of a coy Jack Nicholson-y look. Like, will I kill you? <laughs> and that's when I wake up. I had that dream for years, and then eventually I attempted to face this lifelong fear. Patty and I went to Alaska. We went to this place called Katmai National Park, which is one of these places that has so many bears that when you arrive, they take you to what's called bear orientation, and they teach you. And, and, and it, it seems counterintuitive, but if you ever see a bear walking towards you, you're actually supposed to clap and make the bear aware of your presence. Like, I'm right here, bear. I'm right here. I'm Mike, and you're a bear, and we're okay with each other. And when they told me this, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be murdered by a bear, because that seems like basting yourself in barbecue sauce. You know, it's like, I'm right here, bear, I'm right here, and I taste fantastic. I've applied condiments so that I'll be less bland. Patty and I went fly fishing. I don't know if you've ever tried this, but it's much more difficult than it looks and a river runs through it. Uh, there, we're waist deep in water, we're in the rubber pants, and there are salmon jumping out of the water in front of us, literally jumping, which is what I would do if I were a fish. That seems like a great field trip. You know, you're in the boring water all day, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa! to stay here and grow legs and become a human, which is what happened over time. <laughs> Sorry, homeschoolers. Uh, <laughs> I 
but the salmon are just jumping out of the water, but I can't catch one with the rod. There's this whole kind of maestro maneuver, and if you don't catch one, you feel like an idiot. You're just like, I should have brought a net. Yeah, that'd be a lot easier. You'd just be like, aha! Snag him with the net. One, you know, two is a lot easier. And the, the fishing guide we're with it feels bad for me, so he catches one himself, places the rod in my hands, and goes, you got one! And that, and that hurt, because I knew that I hadn't, you know, and so here's where it heats up. I'm with the fishing guide. My sister Patty's about 75 yards behind us, and I hear her say, Mike? And it was the voice of someone who was about to be mauled. Uh, it had a, a very distinct pitch, you know? It was like, Mike? Like right here, she thought there might be a bear. Right here, that's a bear. <laughs> like if she knew the whole time, it'd just be like, I turn around and there's an eight-foot brown bear walking towards her in the water. It was very surreal because he wasn't running, you know? He wasn't like, I will murder you! Ah! He was just kind of docile, like, I'm a bear, etc. <laughs> well, here it was, my greatest fear my entire life, and I was proud of myself because I built up the courage to say, Guide! Do something! <laughs> And that guide snapped into action. He sprinted over in the water right at the bear, and he goes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> And the bear walks away. He was just like, all right, I'm a bear, etc." <laughs> and I was very relieved that my sister didn't get mauled. But in retrospect, I was a little angry at the guide. I was like, you know, you didn't tell me about the yeah plan. You just told me to go, I'm right here, bear, I'm right here. And my name is Mike. It's like you gave me the bad parachute, you know? Like everybody's chute goes off, and then I have the multicolored gym class parachute. I'm like, this doesn't do anything! <laughs> Except build team skills! <laughs> All right, now you go under! <laughs> All right, now I go under! <laughs> All right, now you go All right, that was Kamel Namanjani. Nanjiani. Nanjiani. <laughs> Close. We'll get there. And Kamel, first of all, I'm a huge fan of Kamel. And Mike Berbiglia. Berbiglia. Um, yeah, you got to pronounce them both wrong. Yep. Um, love Kamel, love Mike. Yeah, Kamel. Both started ahead of me. I don't see them that much. Um, but when I do see them, they usually uh, 
leave the table and talk to someone more famous. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so that's funny because the, all I chose all four like movie people that are oh, yes. that have movies now. So Mindy Kaling, Kumail Nanjiani, Michael Biglia, and Bo Burnham all. Uh, Famously have feature-length films. I would love to be in a movie. I actually was my first part ever in a movie that didn't oh. get cut out. Huh? I've, I've been on two movies, and I've been cut the fuck out of the both of them. But there's uh. a movie out now called Ode, O-D-E, to Joy. Okay. Ode to Joy, and there's a little scene. My part was named Staten Island Shitbag. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, I'm sorry, Staten Island Douchebag. And okay, I run okay. past the main character, Martin Freeman, who's the fucking Hobbit, like legit the Hobbit. Okay. And from The Office, like iconic British actor Martin Freeman. Uh-huh. And he bumps into me on the Brooklyn promenade okay. in the movie. And I say, watch it, shitbag. And then I keep <gasps> running. Oh. And that was a little part I had in the movie. Wait, I think I saw that. I think, did you post about it? Or did someone post about that? Maybe somebody posted it. They saw, my, saw me in the move. Wow. Ode to Joy. O-D-E to Joy. Cute. I just looked it up and this dumb Beethoven song came up, which is fake. Your movie should come up first instead of that up-and-comer Beethoven. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that first one was about birthdays. and it Love was it. Your, it was your birthday this weekend. And that second clip, the Mike Birbiglia, was about his sleep paralysis. Yeah. Oh, sl- yes. He, so he gets paralyzed legit in his sleep? Mm, I believe so. It's what that a lot of his- That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, a pretty big bummer, I would say. Not something I would like, but- and he's made a career off of it, so it's basically like his gay, like you know, right? Like his gay. That's funny. So I'm gay, so I talk about that, and then he has a uh, sleep paralysis. So we talked about that. I believe it's sleep paralysis. Maybe I should double check to make sure that. Um. By the way, I don't want to diagnose. I him. just want to put you on the spot right now. By the way, uh, it was my birthday yesterday, and I really appreciate you getting me a dessert. One yes, of my favorite desserts. Yes, you yes, got yes. me a dessert just now, and it was a black and white cookie. And when I said, "What half do you want?" you said, "The white half." Now mm-hmm. explain yourself. Why did you go just the white half? Did you want the white half? Did I take no. that from you? I'm trying not to eat cookies. I'm trying to be like keto. Oh, fuck. No, I'm I'm joking. I'm I can't sorry. do keto, babe. Italians can't do keto. Keto is just like avocado and bacon. Yeah, I mean it's fat. Aren't you gonna you're gonna get like a fucking gallstone with all the excess fat? I don't, I don't know about that. But you ain't fat, um, girl. Um, no, I'm not. So what did you do this weekend? Did you have sex? Uh, no. Okay. I read six books and I um, abstained from all uh, earthly desires. I just finished the book oh. called 1776. We've spoken about it. Oh, my God. I just finished it. <laughs> Fascinating. Now I'm on to a new book. 1777. 1777. <laughs> no, the Nazi symbiosis. I'm reading oh. some fucking deep oh. shit. It's about eugenics in the Third oh. Reich, which, and I was oh. reading it on an airplane <laughs> coming back from Chicago, and some woman was offended by the book. But Can't read about it's the not Third a, Reich. It's not pro-Nazis. It's, not it's pro. about the history of the Nazis, but it has a huge swastika it's on it. It's not like Third Reich for Dummies. It's no, just yeah. like a history of the Third Reich. <laughs> Can we write Third Reich for Dummies? <laughs> That's a funny fucking that, thing to do. That would fucking sell pretty good, I think. Third Reich for Dummies is hilarious. Um, yeah, she got pissed off at me. Mm. What are you going to do? I don't think I've read in 10 years. I, ju- I just started what a little thing that I've been doing um, mm-hmm. for the past like six months is just because I want I was like insecure that I haven't been reading. Cause, uh. So uh, what I do now mm-hmm. is one day I'll watch like on my free time. Mm-hmm. If I have free time, I'll watch TV and the other day mm-hmm. I'll read a book. So, oh, in a, okay. so like, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll watch like today I watch TV. So like I you know, woke up this morning, like worked out a little bit and then I had like an hour before. So I just watched TV. But tomorrow 
I'll just read a book for an hour. Yeah. It's hard to balance that. I do find myself when I have free time, I'm often in a, in a mood where I either like watch TV for like a month or like I watch movies or I'm like in a movie stage or like, uh, your phone, my phone on TikTok 24 (laughs) seven or like video games or something like that for like a month. So I feel like I like move kind of like in, in different, I have different, you know, eras in my life. Now what's TikTok again? Is that the new, do we need to be on TikTok? Does this show need to be on TikTok? TikTok the, we could actually do this show on TikTok because it's you play sound like it's like a lip sync thing. So a lot of it is music. Okay. So I feel like they have a lot of these comedy clips actually on there because they were released on Comedy Central Records. So they Cute. are on Apple and Spotify. Um, so we could like lip sync to stand up. <laughs> oh, you know what I wanted to ask you? Yeah. Because you're, you're younger than me and cuter than me. I was no. with a friend no. and she asked me, she was like, oh, do you like look up this song or whatever. So I went onto my Apple Music and she was like, what are you, Apple Music, you fucking loser. And I was like, excuse me. Mm. And she was like, you need to be on Spotify. So am I a dumb shit for using (laughs) Apple? Like why, what's the, what am I doing wrong now with Apple Music? Uh, me and my friend Alex, uh, who has the podcast with me, come to Brazil. Mm, uh, come cute. to Brazil. Uh, listen wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we always have this fight because I'm a Spotify person and he's an Apple Music person. And stuff always gets released on Spotify sooner than it does with Apple Music. So okay. if you're like downloading a new album that comes out at midnight, like the new Taylor Swift album came out, and oh, yeah. I, I had it before he did. Like how much before though? Like five minutes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but that's what counts. <laughs> I'm hearing "Lover" before he did. Um, um, I just like Spotify more. I don't know why. I find the user face. I like that it's because I used to have like a whole iTunes library, like on my iPod, iPod Nano, etc. So I liked that it was like a blank slate for me. Right. And just was like completely separate. But some people like to keep their old libraries and stuff. You shouldn't have Apple Music and Spotify. That's stupid. Pick one, right? Yeah. Yeah, Like cancel one and use the other. It's like $10 a month. Yeah, it adds up. Well, how do you have – so how much is Spotify a month? It's like – it's like I think they're both 10. 10. But Spotify, like any song you put – so if I'm putting in a song, there's a chance – there's a higher chance Apple Music won't have the song than Spotify. Spotify has more music than Apple Music, you think. I am not sure. Sometimes we have that issue when we make playlists for Comedy Central Records, our account on uh, both, and sometimes they exist. I would say more often Spotify doesn't have them and they're on Apple Music. But that's like for really rare stuff. Right. I don't know why Right. it would. I just am biased to the user interface of Spotify. And yeah, I feel like this, more people have it. This girl called me a fucking piece of shit <laughs> for using Apple Music and I threw her down the stairs. Because oh. the patriarchy is back. Oh, edit that part out. <laughs> and I kissed her down the stairs. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, did I say pushed or kicked? I was kidding. I, you don't hit anyone. My daughter did punch don't me in the nuts anyone. though yesterday. And she's really? um, getting her orange belt test for Taekwondo on Saturday, so she's probably going to kick me in the nuts at some point. Wow. And it's just what it is. Yeah. Good for her. Orange belt. It's further than I ever got. What did you get to? What belt? Yellow. Or like yellow stripe. Like what's the one right after white belt? Uh, I think it's like yellow Right now, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope she passes, but I mean, she just does not fucking listen. And she just smuggled. The other day she smuggled a devil dog into Taekwondo and got in a lot of trouble. (gasps) Can't do How it. How even? There's no know. pockets on those robes. I know. She had it down her shirt. Oh, my God. So silly. That's good for... She's 
a problem solver. That's so, critical. Silly. That's critical thinking. Yeah, she had her shirt tucked in like really tight, and then she put a devil dog down the back <gasps> of her shirt when we left, and it was like smashed all over her back because I put her in the stroller. Oh, so they were like, "What is coming out of your back of your shirt, Delilah?" She was like, "A devil dog." <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a, a traditional taekwondo tactic yes. is to hide a devil dog. Squash it, and, and she was like, "You have to eat it off your back." That's what the instructor said. It's impossible. Um, does she uh, does she chop the uh, the planks the wood? Yep. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. She does not yet. But okay. I think that's next. She can get this next belt. Then I think they work on that after that. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um. Okay. So I just looked it up. Microbiglia. I don't think it's sleep paralysis. It just says sleep disorder. So, um. He like. You. What does he do? Like sleepwalks? Yeah, he sleepwalks from his album Sleepwalk with Me. How often do you sleep? How many hours of sleep do you get a night? I try to shoot for, I try. I mean, I try to. I would love to get eight to nine, but I usually wind up getting like five to six. But sometimes it's even less. Like in my shows in Chicago, I didn't get home till like two thirty in the morning, back to the hotel because shows end and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I had a six a.m. flight. Oof. And then I was up Oof. all. And then I got off the flight and like went right to go get my baby and was with my baby all day. And then you know she wants to play and go to the park and do all that stuff. So mm-hmm. odds I have to do it. And then woke up to get her to school at mm-hmm. 7.30 the next morning. Mm-hmm. So I start to feel it like now. Like now I'm, I'm really tired right now. I feel like I wish on people's Wikipedias, like after it listed like height, weight, parents, it also listed like amount of sleep they get. Uh-huh. I would love that info. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like that's that could define so much. What do you get? Um, Like five, sometimes four. Four? Yeah. Like, what time did you go to sleep last night? Like, two, and then I woke up at six. Why'd you wake up at six? Because I wanted to do stuff before work. Right. Uh, do, like, writing and podcast editing before work. Tough. But I feel like it's really getting to me in ways that it did not. Like, in, uh, explain. Go. Like, go. so I just turned 15. So before I was 15, it was, like, easy. Right. Like, in college. Right. I went to college at 12, Prodigy. Yes. Doogie um, House. And... <laughs> I, yeah, could just not sleep ever and like not eat or anything. Like I like didn't have to do anything in college. And now I'm 16 and I have to eat or I like my brain stops working and I have to sleep. Right. Or like I get bags under my eyes now. Right. And Chris, it's fucked up. I know. And it's not going to get any easier. <laughs> and I'm grappling with mortality. So what what are we going to do? Do you go do you work out? Yeah. Are you doing spin classes? I feel like you have to do spin classes and drink smoothies. That's what I see all the kids doing. Cuties with mu- smoothies. Oh yeah, cuties with smoothies, history hyenas. Shout out. Are you taking spin Where do you work out? Um <laughs> but oh I, I quit. But I uh, let the record show that I quit uh, when the guy uh, donated to Trump. <laughs> no <laughs> comment. Well, your account says <laughs> that's a nice fucking gym, though. They have nice towels. Yeah, but I think. Well, okay. Truth be told, I could not quit because I was in the uh, one year uh, like membership thing, and you can't quit before that. Yeah, so you might as well just keep going. You can only quit if you like send them like a death certificate. <laughs> You're like, I am dead. I cannot <laughs> go to this gym. Um, so I have to go there for a year, but I think I, yeah, I'll, I'll quit next month when I hit that year mark. That's so annoying. Like you can't, I know like New York Sports Club, like I realized I was, I've been paying for a gym like $19 a month for like four years that I've never been to. <laughs> oh no. I just like realized <laughs> that's it the a, other that's day. That's the price of Spotify and Apple. Yeah, I'm an you idiot. You could be set. I, it, but you have to cancel in person 
And I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to go all the way to Park Slope to fucking cancel that's this fucking they, membership. That's where they get you. Yeah. That's where they get you. Yeah. Um. Okay, so our final clip, I'm going to play some Bo Burnham. Oh, the best. Prodigy. Mozart. Mo- literal, literal, Literally Mozart, that Mozart kid. Mozart is shaking. Um, from his album, uh, What, that came out in 2013. So end with a little song. Cute. Um, any, any, uh, anything before we go? Any parting, any birthday? Birthday, um, I'm 35 years old now. I'm in my mid thirties. So, um, yeah, I just feel old. (laughs) I look old. (laughs) No. I, I, I've eaten a lot of sugar. I have tits Mm -hmm. and I've never felt better. Wow. And with that, Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful way to end, Chris. Thanks, babe. All right. I'll see you next week. Bye. And last word from the pot of honey. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) This first song is called A World on Fire. This next song is a little bit longer than that one. And um, it's about all the sad stuff I see in the world, and I see a lot of sad stuff, and it's called Sad. Get on my level, Madison. Picture a depressed onion cutting itself. (laughs) I met a homeless man named Rich. He wasn't. Isn't that terrible? I saw a flyer for a lost dog And the dog didn't have any legs I saw a diabetic kid Trick-or-treating I saw a giraffe who had a short neck That was sad Or a deer I saw an old man get hit by a train He didn't see it in the pouring rain He didn't hear me shout Look out for the I didn't say anything. (laughs) I just thought to myself, ooh, this is gonna be sad. (laughs) And it was. I'm a genius. (laughs) I saw a man with only one eye. In a 3D movie, I saw a little boy drop his ice cream cone directly on his mother's corpse. I saw a kitten stuck in a tree, then the kitten jumped off and he hung itself. I saw a boy who had red hair. I went to a store looking for something to buy, but they only sold paintings of the same sad guy. No, wait. This store sells mirrors. See what I did there. Let's rock. No. (laughs) The world's so sad, Madison. Pain, war, genocide, racism, sexism. But I gotta remember there's good things about it too. Like the fact that none of that's happening to me. Score. Still, though, it's hard not to be sad about it. How do y'all do it? 
I've been telling you guys terribly sad things this whole song. You haven't been sad at all. You've been happy. No, you've been laughing. That's it, laughter. It's the key to everything. It's the way to solve all the sadness in the world. I mean, not for the people that are actually sad, but the people like us that gotta fucking deal with them all the time. Being a comedian isn't being an insensitive prick capitalizing on the most animalistic impulses of the public. It's being a hero. The world isn't sad. The world's funny, I get it now. I'm a sociopath. I saw an old man slip and fall. What a fucking idiot. I saw a woman at her daughter's funeral. Ha ha ha, classic comedy. Everything that once was sad is somehow funny now. The Holocaust in 9-11. That shit's funny 24-7 Cause tragedy will be exclusively joked about Because my empathy is bumming me This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.